0: Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hey, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I hope you had a great week and I hope you survived Halloween. Oftentimes, uh, Halloween is like the beginning of the end. It's like the candy catalyst that just brings us right into, oh my gosh, it's November, it's colder, it's darker, oh, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, and so on. And I want to tell you, separate from the message I have for the podcast, just FYI, it doesn't have to go downhill from Halloween. It just doesn't. This could be a different year where if you had candy, okay, so what? Moving on. It's not Halloween anymore, and it doesn't have to be, like, so all or nothing. If there is one thing that you get from this podcast is that weight loss, self-improvement, whatever you're trying to do, whether it is the number on the scale, the size of your clothes, looking leaner, playing a sport, taking up a new hobby, success in your business, climbing the the career ladder, getting a new relationship, whatever it is that you're trying to do, it is not all or nothing, right? There is that in-between lane. That's what this podcast is all about. And it's not easy to be in the in-between lane. I get it. Our brains are so used to dieting it's almost as if our brains are saying okay if you're not dieting then you're not going to lose weight there's only it's all, only one way or the other either i diet i restrict i deprive i'm miserable i need willpower and discipline and i hate every moment of it and i count down every single day and it's the worst but i make the scale go down and so that makes me happy or uh, this other thing where I don't have restrictions and I don't deprive and I feed my body when it's hungry and I do all this stuff—it just doesn't seem like it's going to work. Um, so that's that's what we do here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss: is work on that and those thoughts. I want to tell you. Um, I hope you're writing this down. If you're not, if you're in your car, you're on a walk, that's okay. Come back to this. Here's where. Here's the question. Here's the most pivotal question i could ask you as a coach and i ask my clients all the time inside self-made when we have coaching calls instead of saying hey what's wrong or what are you struggling with or what went well or you know do you have a question oftentimes you know our brains are like yeah no i don't know i don't know if i have a question here's the question what is in the way of your weight loss that's the question ask yourself that what do you think is in the way of your weight loss? What is the obstacle? And your brain (laughs) will be so kind and so clever to offer you the answer, me. I am in my way. Well, we know. um, Yes, it's your brain. So instead of judging and blaming, let's go beyond that, right? What do you think is in the way of your weight loss? And it was so interesting. Um, I had a client, uh, a client from a long time ago ended up I don't know how we ended up messaging, uh, but I hadn't heard from her in a long time. And I think I asked her what was in the way of her weight loss. Now, before I get to the punchline, Oftentimes we think, what is in the way of our weight loss? We think, oh, well, my schedule, uh, my work, I have uh, business travel, it's so busy, my kids, their team schedules, and then there's the weekends, and it's so unpredictable, and there's no routine, and then there's social occasions, and then, you know, hey, I'm a foodie, and me and my husband, we really like to, you know, drink wine together, and like all the whole list of what we think is in our way of weight loss. And I want to point something out. All of those, for the most part, are just the circumstances, right? Your schedule, that's a circumstance. Like if you work nine to five, or you work 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., or you have to do business travel, or your kids have soccer games every Wednesday night, or there's a wedding this weekend. I mean, those are just the circumstances. Those are really not the reasons, those are not the obstacles that are in your way of your weight loss. What is happening, however, is that you have thoughts about those circumstances. You're making it mean, well, because I'm so busy and my kids have all the team sports and I have to travel for work or a wedding or what whatnot, our brains begin to say things like, well, it's going to be too hard to plan what I can eat. It'll be too hard to pack food. I won't know what to order. They won't have food for me. I'll be missing out. This will be difficult. What if everybody else is having fun? Like that's the stuff. Okay. So I think if you have time and you want to solve this, and I think you do, right? You're listening to a podcast about weight loss. You probably want to solve this and put weight loss, and worrying about weight loss, and trying the next diet, and your pants not fitting, like you want to put that in your rearview mirror. So ask yourself, self, (laughs) what is in the way of my weight loss? What do I think is in my way? There's no right or wrong answer, believe me. It's just being curious with yourself is the way to go, rather than beat ourselves up to be like, oh, you should make time. Why can't you get up earlier? You're so lazy right? All of that stuff isn't really helping. That's just kind of a dead end. So write that down on a piece of paper, what is in the way of my weight loss and see what comes up, put it all on paper. And then you could ask yourself questions about, you know, what about the weekends? What about the work travel? Like how, how is that a problem? And I think what happens is in diet land, in diet world, in our diet cult indoctrination, we're so used to everything has to be perfect and everything has to be a special list of diet foods that if I'm on an airplane and they don't have plain grilled chicken breast on a salad, that's a problem. Or if I didn't pack hard boiled eggs, because everybody loves hard boiled eggs on an airplane, if I didn't pack hard boiled eggs and a can of tuna and, you know, four almonds and I didn't have that as my snack on the plane and instead I had whatever they serve, that's a problem. And I'm, going to tell you it's not a problem. Could you pack food? Sure. Could you bring a protein bar? Sure. Could you eat before you get on the plane? I mean, there's a lot of ways to problem solve this, but instead, but what I think happens is that we just say if it's not perfect and there is no perfect, we've created this scenario. If it's not chicken on a salad and hard boiled eggs, anything else is a problem and it's not. I'm here to tell you. Okay. Now, should I live my life eating Cheez-Its on an airplane? Like that's, no, that's not probably the best plan. Um, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be that extreme. Okay. So let me tell you, I'm, this is going to be, I'm telling you this podcast, if you really listen, it's going to change your life. I know it's a really big promise. Okay. So number one, what is in the way of your weight loss? That's, like gold right there. Like you and I, you never have to come back to another podcast if you don't want to. Like now you have, now you have the insight into your own mind. Now you might want coaching on all that, right? You might want a Bonnie to say like, Hey, you know what? Why do you think that? What about this? What about that? What else do you think? Right? You might need that help and that's okay. But what is in the way of your weight loss is going to be pivotal. If you let it be. Now I had this client, like I said, She's in my messenger and I think I could see the last date we talked was like, I don't know, uh, eight years ago, a million years ago. Um, and I asked her, hey, so like, what's in the way of your weight loss, right? She said she wanted to lose 40 pounds. Okay, so what's happening? What, what's not happening? And she said it so succinctly, right? It's gonna blow your mind. She said, well, Bonnie, probably like a lot of your clients, I want to lose it too fast and I quit too easily. And I'm like, bing, bang, boom. Yes, okay, for sure. I think this is the this is the I was gonna say the problem, but it's it's the solution as well. I want to lose it too fast and I quit too easily. And this is probably 99% of all women who want to lose weight, obviously want to lose it fast and give up too easily when it's not fast. And Having patience um, is interesting as an adult, uh, but you have to realize our brains don't always operate, right, as a 40-year-old woman. Our brains are five-year-olds. Like, I want it now. I need it now. I don't have patience. Give it to me, right? I. It's We live, right, in instant society. Everything is Amazon Prime. I want to be skinny now. Let me click the button. I want it, you know, I'm going to sign up for Amazon Prime and my skinny body is going to show up tomorrow. That's where we're at. We can get anything we want immediately, except long-term success. You're not going to get that immediately. I know on Facebook, on Instagram, in the world, we think people get things instantly. They get skinny or buff or fit Or lean instantly. They become successful overnight. And it just doesn't happen. And if you can be patient and ride the waves, the ups and downs, the doubt, the disappointment, the worry, and keep going, you will get to where you want to go. And so what's happening is in the I want to lose it too fast and I quit too easily. You know why? Is because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to have slower weight loss. It doesn't feel good to wonder, is this working? Right? We've lost our self-trust. We have a lot of doubt. Our brain is going to collect evidence like, oh, I knew it. Shouldn't have had that, you know, extra square of chocolate yesterday. See, you blew it. So this is the problem and the solution, it's solvable. It is. If you can sit with uncomfortable feelings, they don't last forever, right? They just, the, the worry or the um, impatience, the, uh, the need for instant gratification, if you're feeling uh, defeated or disappointed because the scale didn't go down, that's just a temporary feeling instead of running to the refrigerator and drowning your sorrows, what if you just felt disappointed and said, okay, yeah, I wished, I hoped, I thought, thought the scale would go down this week and it didn't. Okay. I can go evaluate what I did last week. I could look, I could see, did I, did I miss something here? Or, you know, can I trust myself that if I keep going, I keep walking and drinking the water and getting seven hours of sleep and I eat the protein and I, you know, I do the things and I take care of myself and I keep going, can I trust that this is gonna happen? And I can tell you as somebody who's been on both sides, been dieting for decades and have helped thousands of women, I can tell you success happens over time. I wish it was overnight. I wish it was a push of a button. Um, But here's the problem, right? Here's the biggest problem with fast weight loss and wanting it like to be overnight. And, you, and this is the other part of the weight loss puzzle is maintenance. What happens when we are looking for the fast result, we go to keto or low carbs or intermittent fasting. We do all the things. We restrict, we do two hours of exercise a day. We're like on a tight timetable and we're We're just, you know, willpowering and gritting and all that stuff. And I am not opposed to willpower or grit or determination. I like it. Sure. Discipline. Give it to me. Yes. I'm not saying, you know, you don't have to have those characteristics, but, um, we all know what it's like to really grind it out for trying to diet. And it doesn't last long. Like it just, it takes a lot out of you, but here's what happens. And, I'll give you an example, of sort of a big example. You remember the show, The Biggest Loser? And back, you know, 10 plus years ago when it, the show first started, um, you know, back in the Jillian Michaels days, and I know the show's had a lot of iterations, but I'm thinking 2007, 8, 9, like way back when, and, you, you know, they would be picking teams, and there was this sort of idea put out there like, okay, strategically, we want the really heavy people to be on our team, right? Someone who's really heavy, they have a lot of weight to lose. They're gonna do awesome. They're gonna be able to put, you know, they're gonna be able to lose so much, right? Because they have so much to lose. Now, most, now we don't know all the backstory on every single person that's ever been on The Biggest Loser, but most people were at least 75 pounds overweight. Some of them 100, 200, 300 pounds overweight. So probably had a weight problem for a long time and you don't see a lot about it, but occasionally a story comes out. Hey, I was on The Biggest Loser, and you know, we exercised you know, six hours a day, and we ate 1,200 calories. And you know, they give you kind of the insider information. And also, by the way, when the show was over, I gained back all of my weight plus. And you kind of expect that, right? When however long the show lasts and it's a contest and it's on TV and, you know, you're working out, you know, a million hours and barely eating, you kind of get like, it's going to be hard to maintain that. That's like grueling. But, and I'm going to give you inside, you know, yes, working out a million hours, barely eating is a recipe for disaster. But here's the big takeaway. A lot of these people who had large weight losses and often fast weight losses Hun- you know could be hundreds of pounds and even though like on a show with the you know the biggest loser they said they had like a psychologist and you know they had medical teams and they really tried to work on mindset but you know what it doesn't strike me that they did because here's why someone would gain back a lot of weight is because their identity did not change the way they thought did not change. What they did changed. Right now I'm a per- i am go I'm a person who exercises a million hours and I eat differently, but I'm not thinking differently. I'm not viewing myself differently. And that's what happens in everyday life. Never mind the biggest loser. In everyday life, when I go to low carbs or I go to keto or I go to contest prep, I go to some extreme to get the end result. I get there but I'm still the same person I was 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds ago. Or similarly, I don't lose the 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds because I'm trying to get the first five or the first 10. I'm getting easily discouraged. And a lot of my self-talk is, hey, this isn't for you. You're never going to lose weight. Why bother, right? Because you're not working on who... I could be, who would I have to be? How does she think? How does my future self think? If I were to lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, whatever your goal is, right? I can't just have the scale go down and me still think the same thoughts. Not good enough, not lean enough, nobody likes me, this is hard, it's not fair, I'll always have to be on a diet. Like whatever your thoughts are, if you carry those forward, That's oftentimes why, A, you aren't going the distance, or B, when you do lose the weight, it's not permanent weight loss. Permanent weight loss is a lot less about the actual diet itself and more about who you think you are, right? Who do you think you are? And this is something you can change. You can change who you think you are. I know a lot of us, especially growing up, people will tell you, who you are. Sort of interesting. Well, you're like this. Well, you're kind of shy, right? You're kind of this. You're a big girl. You're heavy. You're big boned. You're heavy set. You'll always be heavy. Everybody in our family's heavy. It's just the way it is. It's just genetics. Right? You grow up and everybody tells you who you are. But I have news for you. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck those people. It's not true. You do, know, you do know I swear on this podcast, right? It is rated... E for ex- explicit. Um, but really, um, I get it. We, if we could all have fast weight loss, absolutely, it would be delightful. And there's a lot of industries you know trying to promote that. There's obviously um, you know cool sculpting and liposuction and gastric sleeves and plastic surgery and weight loss pills and all kinds of prescriptions that are, of course there to try to get you to lose weight faster. And it's not a solution if you don't work on the self-identity. Who do you have to be in order to be a person who is not big boned and not overweight and not heavy and not the last kid picked for a team? It takes time to shift that, right? It takes time to have those new thoughts. And I want to give this to you to think on, right? It's a lot, a lot of different things I kind of threw out there. Um, it's all possible, right? Losing weight and keeping it off is absolutely possible. It's not overnight, it's not a magic wand, it's not because you find the right diet. It is just a process, uh, you know, of going along and seeing, okay, what exercise works for me. What foods work for me? What foods don't work for me? Am I hungry? What is going on for me? What is in the way of your weight loss? That's the magic question. And if it is because you want to lose it too fast and you quit too easily, you're not alone. You're in the right place. This is how I work with clients all the time is helping them solve for that and move towards this idea of your future self, right? Our our identity is not fixed our identity is flexible, malleable. And the big part of weight loss that no one talks about is that piece of it, that new identity. And our brains, I want to tell you, aren't going to be on board with that. When you hear, you've heard things, you know, people talk about like an identity crisis, right? It's real identity crisis. Like, who am I? Who am I if I lose 50 pounds? Same question would come up, "Who am I if I gain 50 pounds?" A lot of people have these moments in life where something changes. They retire or they lose their job or they they're, you know they get a divorce, or something happens monumental that has them question their own self-identity. Weight loss is one of those things. And that's why sometimes a lot of like the people on the biggest loser, if they were lifelong overweight and nobody was working with them on this part, that's why they gained back the weight. And if that's you, you're in the right place. This is something to work on. So don't want the weight loss to be too fast. You don't need it to be too fast. You want it just to be on pace where you're checking in with yourself on what you think and what you feel and experience the weight loss, experience who you become in the process of losing the weight. The number on the scale, it does not change your identity. It's the process of getting there. Anyway, I hope that was helpful to you. Um, That was what was on my head and on my heart. If you have any questions about self-made or working together in any way, shape, or form, please reach out to me. I will have my website in the show notes. You can reach out to me on Facebook. If you're not already part of my free Facebook community, it is called, I was like, it is called, I don't know what it's called, uh, Food, Fitness, Fat Loss for Real Life. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unbuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one.